Balance Podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Eckes, a serial entrepreneur and social media guru that has an infatuation with all things business related. On the show, we bring together brands, creators, and thought leaders to discuss the power of influence. Each episode is jam-packed with learnings, firsthand stories, and conversations from guests that truly have their finger on the pulse. Stay tuned as we dive into the stories and explore the impact they're making by getting under the influence. is a soul fire production. Okay. We are trying a new setup today. My mic's right here. I'm not wearing my goofy headphones and we're going to get on into it. Um, welcome back to another episode of under the influence podcast brought to you by Mela and our lovely super wall. Um, I am in my office today and I am needing to really lean in to a lot of my solo episodes because I was gone for about two weeks and I let some things drop, you know, I went on vacation and I've never really been a batch recorder. I feel like I do, or I feel like I have a lot of my best solo conversations with myself when it like something comes to me and it's like that spark of creativity and I get really passionate about it. Um, However, I do feel like with the show, there's, there's just this need for consistency. And I feel like that's the one thing that I've always struggled with with the podcast is that I want to show up in the best way for you. And a lot of times that consistency comes because of what I'm doing in my job, or I should say that inconsistency. So it kind of feels like the podcast begins to show up in the ways it needs to show up if there's a bit of freedom in my time or there's that spark of creativity where I'm so passionate about it, I'm like, this is going to be the best epic solo episode. And then there's other times where I'm completely swamped and I'm like, I haven't recorded anything. And that's just me being honest with you. I feel like a lot of times we see a lot of creators and we kind of go through these pits and falls of like how we're able to best show up in our creativity. But also like, sometimes we have to just push through it. And so today I was like, you know, today's one of those days. I'm going to kind of push through it. And all of a sudden it like came to me. So I have been back from Paris for about three weeks and I had an incredible, incredible, incredible vacation. It was absolutely amazing. And it was everything that I needed mentally. And for my, just for like my, honestly, for my own mental health. I'm right now working on Ekis Marketing full-time. I'm working on Get Super full-time. I have accepted a CMO position at the lovely Mella product placement. Um, And I love it. And I really, really, really love what I do. And I really have so much passion for the brands that I get to be a part of. And also for the brands that I, for the businesses that I get to create. But, but there's a huge, but it does take a lot out of me mentally and physically. And a lot of my mental health journey has been around my business and has been, honestly, my business has opened up so much learning about my mental health and about where I am because it has tested my character and it has shown me my shadow side. And it has brought me into these personal 
challenges that have actually led me to understanding who I am and my inner self and my inner child and brought up a lot of quite frankly shit that like needed to be dealt with. So there's this element of I love and I'm so passionate and my businesses have brought me so much mentally that has done a lot of good for me. But there's also been this other side where I get so excited and I get so passionate that it's really hard to say no to opportunities for me. <laughs> and I'm so blessed that I even get to be in the position of being the person that these opportunities are brought to. So as I started thinking about today's podcast, I'm like, you know what, like the most creative, best solo episodes come from where I'm currently at and what I'm currently dealing with. Right. And, um, right now I'm dealing with balance and I'm dealing with this renewed mental mindset from going on vacation to now being back into like the thick of things. And it's funny because last night we were watching the Ravens versus Buccaneers game and we were watching Tom Brady and Tom Brady lost. And I believe now the Buccaneers record is, I want to say it's three to five. So they won three games. They lost five. And this whole time, right, there's all this talk about Giselle and Tom Brady separating. They announced and finalized their divorce this morning. There was all of these Instagram posts around Tom Brady chose football over his wife. Tom Brady has no work-life balance. Tom Brady wasn't able to say no. I started thinking about that. And I was like, you know what? This is really, really interesting. And it's really interesting to also think about, you know, we refer to Tom Brady as the GOAT, greatest of all time. He's the best. I'm sure there are a bunch of football records I can name off, but if I'm being completely honest, I really enjoy football for what was our team in San Diego, the Chargers, and uh, a lot of beer and snacks. So can't really say <laughs> I'm the largest football fan out there. Um, but I will say that I feel like when you see someone who has been this MVP of all time and you we talk about him, we praise him. And, you know, he went from retiring to not retiring to pulling back some of his old teammates to now he's, re you know, he retired and then he, he went back and he quote unquote lost his wife. I started thinking about this like work life balance concept. And I started thinking about what does it mean to be the greatest of all time? And what does it mean to juggle? And I feel like as I've walked through my mental health, I've always talked about seasons. There's seasons in my personal journey for business. That night might not be the way it is for everyone else, but it is the way for me. And that's the way I'm also able to function. I know that there's seasons where I'm going to have to show up and I'm going to have to grind and I'm going to have to give it everything I have. I have peace in that because I know that it's not a forever thing. I know that it's a season of my life. Maybe it's a couple months, maybe it's a couple days, maybe it's a couple weeks. Whatever that looks like, I have this timeline and this expiration date of when I get to grind and when I get to hit it hard and then when I get to rest and relax. And so going back to these seasons of like really being in it, I started thinking about again like Tom Brady and I was like I wonder what that looks like for him, right? Because if you're Tom Brady, 
or you're a professional athlete, is there ever a true off season? Is there ever a, a time where you're where you're off, where you're not practicing, where you're not training, where you're not working. And I remember thinking that I'm, I listened to this podcast and I want to say it was Ed Milet and I forgive me, you guys, you guys can totally butcher me if I get this wrong, but he had Kobe Bryant's coach on. And one of the things that Kobe Bryant talked about was how after every season, he would go back to his coach and he'd immediately start training and he would look at his coach and say, what can I do better? And I'll have to find this podcast for you guys. I don't want to spend time looking through my phone. So I listened to it quite a bit ago, but there was also this thing that his coach said, and he said, you know, Kobe wasn't necessarily the greatest pure raw talent that walked into the room. The thing about Kobe was that he showed up every single day and every single day he worked harder and gave it more than anyone else, even the people that had that pure raw talent. And that's what made him the best. And I start again, leading back to Tom Brady, I swear I'm getting, I have a point to all this. <laughs> um, going back to Tom Brady, the narrative of he chose football over his wife, I think is interesting because I don't necessarily disagree, but I also necessarily think that there's something about someone that has been great, that has put in so much that wants to continue to succeed and wants to continue to go after it. And maybe there's that sense of addiction, that workaholic, that I'm addicted to this way of life because that's all I've known and it makes me feel safe. And then there's this other idea of work-life balance where maybe that's there was a lack of that. So as I'm sitting here looking at three businesses, I'm like, I don't know if I have work-life balance. You know, I talk about these seasons and I talk about my routines and every single podcast I go on, I get asked the same question and it's always, how do you do it all? And my, my answers are pretty similar, but more and more as I take time to think about it, I feel like my work-life balance is off. And I do feel like this is a season where I'm actually learning the true secret code to serial entrepreneurship. You know, there's a difference between investing in a brand and owning a brand and working for a brand. And I think all three of those things look very differently. I think that Investment opportunities can present themselves in multiple ways. I think there's things like sweat equity. I think there's things like capital investment. But I also feel like when you work for a brand and when you own a brand, there's also a difference there too. When I say own, oh, and I don't mean like you own a portion of the brand. I mean like you started it. Maybe you're a founder. You're a founder of a brand. And so through all of this, I'm like, okay, I'm the founder of Eka's Marketing. I acquired Get Super and now I'm the owner of Get Super. And I am a fractional CMO and investor in Mela. And on paper, this should all work out fine. On paper, I should have enough time. On paper, this should be great. 
And it is. And there's so many things that are awesome about it. But going back to that, there's also this, these, there's all these lessons that I'm learning right now about serial entrepreneurship. And I think the biggest one is that there's, there's this decision you have to make as an entrepreneur, if you want to be great and you want to lean into something and be great at it. And then there's also this idea as an entrepreneur where you have, where you get to, or have the opportunity to diversify your assets. But you also have to make sure that as you're diversifying your assets, you're showing up in your greatness as well. If that makes sense, you're still able to show up and present yourself in the best way possible. And again, on paper, as I look at everything, I really spend some time thinking like, am I showing up great? Am I showing up as the leader or the investor or the consultant or the employer or the employee as great as I can? Am I showing up as the creator for my own personal brand as great as I can? If given the opportunity to be the greatest of all time, could I sacrifice a lot of of what those that were great could sacrifice? And to be completely honest, I think I'm learning that where I'm currently at, I have not been showing up in my greatest light. And again, I've always been honest with you guys and I've always shared intimate parts of my journey. And now this, this next chapter of my life has been accepting where I'm at in my mental health, walking through it, growing from it, becoming stronger, supporting myself, giving myself the things I need to move through it and to have these opportunities so that I can be the best that I can be. And now I'm seeing the shift of this new chapter where it's like, great, you have all these things going on. Now, how do you also continue to show up great? And how do you prioritize out of all these things? What thing, what thing you're more specifically going to be the greatest at? And you guys know I pause when I process, so I'm processing as I'm talking anyway. But and as I started thinking about that, I was like, you know, there, there's a lot going on here. And I think again, like as as someone that wants to be a serial entrepreneur, as someone that dreams of eventually having so much success that she's able to incubate, you know, startups and help them grow and consult on new products and consult on female consult with female entrepreneurs and be a part of their team. I think that there's a lot of learning lessons that I assumed I had all figured out being a serial entrepreneur that I'm now really finding myself learning. So I'm going to talk about those now that we've talked about Tom Brady and my brief knowledge of football and all the things I'm doing. um, I want to talk about just some things that I've noticed. And I feel like these are also really good learning tips because the other thing that I was thinking about was there's so much going on when you go to start a business and there's so much going on when you compound that with your side hustle and your main job or your full time. So one of the biggest things that I wanted to share in value was number one, the ability to enjoy. Now we love our jobs. We get so passionate about our jobs. We get so passionate about all the businesses we want to start. 
And sometimes we take a lot on or we don't recognize that even though it looks good on paper, there's quite a bit more in that gray area that you have to take on. Whether it's additional phone calls, whether it's formulation, whether it's dealing with a annoying supplier, or all of a sudden you have a financial crisis because you didn't read the paperwork. These are not personal experiences. No. (laughs) Anyway, so all of this, I feel like, again, like we get so passionate, we get so excited, but we don't necessarily look at, okay, yes, this looks good on paper, but there's still so many more things that we have to take on and we have to absorb. And so I think when we go to sit down to manage our time, I think it's really, really important that we learn why we're in it and why we want to have fun with it. So one of the things that I feel like I've learned as being an owner of a marketing agency is that there's things that I do really, really well and I love, and there's things that I don't do well at all and I hate. And a lot of the things that I don't do well and I hate, I procrastinate on. So I've learned very quickly in order for me to have fun, to kind of avoid that burnout, I need to hire someone who is fucking phenomenal at handling this because I'm not good at it. Now in the position of kind of going back and thinking about, okay, well, Whitney, maybe I'm still at my full-time job. Maybe I don't have the ability to hire someone. Let's break this down. I think that when you're in that position, you don't, there's this narrative of starting, of starting right away. Go, go, go. Just start, just do it. And I think that that's a great narrative to have. But I also think that there needs to be fun. There needs to be this element of being in this aligned state and really loving what you're creating, whether that's on your weekends or whether you're taking, you know, one day off from your job and dedicating it to it, but it needs to have that growth. And sometimes it's okay if it takes long. Sometimes it's okay if it takes you fucking five years before you even launch your business. It does not matter. There's such this narrative of go, 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 start, start, start. And I truly believe that, yes, at some point you have to, you have to jump off the cliff and learn how to fly. But I also think that you don't need to get into this rat race and you don't need to see what, what everyone else is doing and try to be there because you're going to lose that element. You're going to burn out, especially if you're doing more than one thing. So again, I want to bring this back to serial entrepreneurship, right? I want to bring this back to maybe you're juggling multiple things. This is what around what this kind of work-life balance episode is about. Get Super is an instant wellness beverage brand created by moi. So good, you won't believe it's instant. It's for those seeking convenient energy sans the jitters. That's right. We put good old-fashioned broad-spectrum hemp CBD into our organic Arabica instant coffee. It's probably Arabica, but I call it Arabica because it sounds more fun. Get super, and our hemp extract contains all the naturally occurring cannabinoids and turpentines. We include about 20 milligrams of hemp per each stick pack to give you all the fun, calm energy, plus that true entourage effect. All the benefits without getting quote unquote high, as all of our products are non-psychoactive. Get Super has been featured in Forbes US Today and was named top startup to watch in 2021 by Yahoo Finance. Also, you guys, Get Super has helped me with my anxiety. It helps me sleep better at night. I've mentioned to you guys my whole mental health journey. And honestly, this company was a just 
passion and project of love because of what I've gone through and what I've walked through with my own depression and anxiety. I hope that it will help you the same exact way it has helped me. So go ahead and get your 15% off by using the code under the influence 15 at checkout. That's right. Under the influence 15 at checkout. Number two. The second one is to evaluate how much time you need to take care of yourself. This one has been huge. Um, I was actually talking to my coach. She's been on the podcast. Her name's Amy. And I was like, you know what? I feel like I don't have enough time for my morning practice anymore. I feel like all my boundaries are going out the door. I'm jumping on 8 a.m. calls. I'm going into the office at 8 a.m., not leaving the office till about 6 p.m. And then I'm also working weekends. What's happening? And so me and her started talking about these expectations that I had for myself. I expected that I had to show up and take care of myself in such a massive way, which for example, let me kind of break this down. My morning routine was about three hours long. That's a long ass morning routine. Like I wanted to wake up. I wanted to drink my coffee, wanted to maybe read a little bit, journal a little bit, pull some cards, take a mile long walk through my little neighborhood, get ready, uh, meditate, and then go to the office. That's, that's a lot. And some days I'm able to nail it, but other days I wake up or let's just say oversleep or something happens and I'm not able to meet that morning routine. And so then all of that morning routine goes out the door and I feel like shit. So I started talking with her and same thing with my nightly routine. Like there were nights where like, I was like, I don't, I can't even go to dinner with my parents because I feel like my nighttime routine was so robust. It was almost like, it was almost like over self-care, like overkill, if that makes sense. And it did feel, it does feel really good. Like when I have that amount of time to spend on myself, it feels amazing. But also too, I started feeling guilt and shame about all this time that I wasn't able to commit to my morning routine. And then I started, you know, shaming myself around the fact of like, why don't I have my shit together enough? Why am I, why is my calendar, you know, not meeting my morning routine? And oh my God, I'm, I'm gonna, you know, screw up my own personal boundary for myself. And when she had reflected all this back to me, when I had told her about it, she was like, this Whitney, listen, your morning routine does not have to be three hours long. Your morning routine is just the act of honoring and being aware of what you need and giving it to yourself in that moment. Your body knows what you need. Your mind knows what you need. Um, and so we started talking more and more about this. And I was like, you're right. You know what? There's some mornings where I wake up and I can bust out of the house with a cup of coffee and turn on my, you know, my favorite murder podcast and be great. And it's decompressing. It's fulfilling. It's supportive. And it's not three hours of meditating, journaling, getting ready and taking a mile walk. And so when I let myself off the hook and I started leaning into, okay, Whitney, what do you need? As you're juggling all these things, what feels best and what do you need? What's, you know, also let's like measure like what's also supportive, right? Like there's some nights where I want to just go sit at a bar and drink 27 martinis, but like that's not supportive and that's not really helping the anxiety of it all. So like think of obviously back it up and like know 
what's going to be good for you and supportive. But all that to say is like, I feel like we're also in this place where we're championing, 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 okay, championing so much uh, self-care that sometimes we are almost now like reverse effect. There's a word for this where it's like we overkill it. Um, I'm forgetting what the word is. I can like literally see it in my mind. Someone just talked about it. It's like radical self-care almost. It's like now we're like beyond this point. We're like shaming ourselves that we can't do our self-care and shaming ourselves that, you know, we uh, feel like our boundaries, you know, are never flexible. And like, we're terrible at holding boundaries because we have these insane expectations for our boundaries or for our self-care or for things that are supportive for us. So going back to the serial entrepreneur thing, look at what you need. You know, and that can be on a day by day basis. That can be on a weekend basis. For me, I I did a whole podcast on this, but it's my Sundays. It's my Sundays of doing nothing and sitting in a clean house and maybe doing a meal prep, maybe if I feel like it. But usually it looks like me Uber eating, Uber eating. I can't talk today. Uber eating sushi straight to my bathtub and having a great bath and going to sleep early. So I think that that's also something too, as we lean into being a serial entrepreneur and knowing that, you know, we can time block and do as much as we can, but ultimately there's going to be things that you have to show up for. If you want to be great, knowing what also you get to show up for to fill you back up. The other day I had so much to do and I was like in this zone where sometimes I get so overwhelmed that I don't know what to do next. I don't know if you guys that with big to-do lists ever do this and you have this to-do list and it's almost like you can't prioritize what to do next. So you kind of just sit there and you zone out. And I was doing that at work and I was like, I'm going to go home because mentally I'm not here right now and I'm not capable. And I also don't know if I'm going to show up for these emails and for these, for this work in my best light right now. And I don't want to be making mistakes. I don't want to be making decisions in that attitude or that state. And so I went home and it was 3 PM and I went home and saw my dogs and got my pajamas. And I sat there and I think I binged Handsmaid's Tale and the Kardashians. And then I woke up the next morning and I got to work at seven and I nailed it. And I knocked everything out of the park and I was clear and I was refreshed. Our lives, when we're juggling things are never, honestly, our lives just in general, it's never, you know, always the same. you know, redundant. It's always constantly changing. And we're asked as human beings to be flexible. And sometimes our rigidness of being so hard on ourselves when we're told that we should be inflexible because it's good for us kind of hurts us more. Sometimes there needs to be that flex. Sometimes you need to run out the door and listen to your podcast and be like, you know what? I'm still kicking ass and doing great. You know, I didn't, I didn't have time this morning and that's okay. And I feel like sometimes we lose that as entrepreneurs and just people that are career driven or ambitious or want to do something with their side hustle. So my third thing is that people, the third thing, when I think about 
what is work-life balance? What makes you great? And how do you diversify yourself as an entrepreneur or someone that wants to invest or someone that wants to do multiple things, whether they want to own multiple businesses or brands or products or whatever it is, I think it comes down to the people that you work with. And I don't say this lightly because another big question that I get is how did you launch Get Super while you were running a full-time marketing agency? And now how do you manage being a CMO of Mela, fractional, but still CMO, um, while cultivating and growing Get Super and managing the agency? And when I think about that question immediately, like I see like all of the faces of people that champion me and that show up for me and that take my messy days and take my mistakes. I took over, it was so stupid. I should have never done this, but I did it because I was not in my alignment and I was not thinking, I was thinking in like a very like scarcity kind, not scarcity. I was just reacting. I was just reacting, getting shit done. I wasn't thinking from a higher level perspective. And I took over this client account and I was so excited and I had lined up this giveaway and I was turning it over to my team. Like, Hey, just take care of all the details. And you know, I'm going to post it and post on Saturday, which is such a, like, first off, I should not even be in the weeds that far, but I was very excited. And I was like, I'm going to do this. So I went to go do it. And I DM the brand and I, you know, send over everything. I'm like, you know, they were going to post as a collaborator. And I'm like, that's weird. No one's responding. And the time to post was getting closer and closer. I'm like, that's really weird. No one's responding. So I DM them, nothing. DM them again, nothing. I video call them on Instagram, nothing. I'm like, that's weird. And my team jumps in. They're like, hey, why are you not posting? What the fuck's going on? It's Saturday. We don't work on Saturdays. Why are you not posting this? I'm like, no, like I, like I am. Like they're not responding. And they're like, Whitney, you're talking to the wrong brand. This was so embarrassing for someone that's had a fucking social media marketing agency for the last five years to make that mistake. And I was like so embarrassed and just, I felt so stupid and I felt like, what, what am I even doing? Why am I getting in the middle of what my team is doing? Because I'm just reacting. And I started thinking about all these things that my team shows up and does for me and how they support me and how they carry out my wild ideas. And I also think about my family and the people that are constantly, constantly showing up for me. My best friend is literally one of the greatest at always constantly calling me and always constantly asking if I want to hang out or go to lunch. And it's actually something that I want to be better at. But again, as I'm walking through the serial entrepreneurship journey of learning all these lessons. I'm also realizing that it's hard for me to show up for my friends in the same way they're able to show up for me. And I think about all these people and I I can't tell you how much that they have truly and honestly been able to carry my vision and carry the vision of these brands and they get it and they want to be a part of it and they're excited about it. 
And these people, these teams, these incredible other entrepreneurs and brands and creatives and, you know, just friends and family, they allow me to get to be great and to get to diversify what I want to do. And they support me in it. And without them, I wouldn't be able to do this. I mean, I'm sitting here on a Friday at, I don't know what time is it? 148, recording a podcast because I get to know that my clients and my brands are supported by my team and that I'm able to lean into the side of creative because they got me. And I wouldn't be able to be a serial entrepreneur without that. So that was a huge learning. And it's also something that I'm constantly learning every day is how important the people that are around you and the people that you work with are for you and are for your future. Especially when it comes to hiring or bringing on a partner or bringing on someone that you want to work with. Not only will your mood be affected and your mental health, but your success, your trajectory, your vision, your impact, all of these things can be impacted by who's around you and who you surround yourself with and who you choose to have on your team or in your business or work alongside of. So to wrap this up, because I feel like I've been talking quite a bit. (laughs) And just to wrap this up, I feel like Serial entrepreneurship, is there a work-life balance? I think so. Is it as structured and rigid as people claim that it should be? No. Do I think that it takes a hell of a lot of sacrifice to be great? And it also takes evaluating all these opportunities and leaning into different specific opportunities that you know that you can be great at? Yes. But ultimately, I feel like I'm also still learning all this. So with that, I think as I go through this journey, I'm going to be sharing a lot about this with you, the serial influence and through being an entrepreneur and taking on multiple opportunities by evaluating where my time is best spent and how I'm able to show up for myself and not tear all my hair out. And I'm excited for that because I definitely think this is a new chapter for me. And I definitely think this is something that is going to challenge me. It's going to teach me a lot of lessons and it's going to be something that is going to kind of test me by fire and really mold me into who I need to be for this next chapter, which I'm excited about. And I'm excited to take you guys along with me. And I'm excited for all of you out there that want to be serial entrepreneurs and that want to have multiple businesses or ventures or brands or creatives to do this with me. Because I think we all deserve this. And I think we all deserve to understand that we get to be passionate about whatever we want to. And we get to diversify our passions as much as we want. And with that, thanks for going under the... <laughs> and with that, thanks for going under the influence with me. <laughs> okay. We're done talking for the day. Cheers. Thanks, Mella, for the amazing cans. Love you. Love it. <laughs>